0: Hi, I'm Jason, the creator of the Grey Rooms, and I wanted to thank you for joining us during this month of Patreon. It's where we open the doors of the Grey Room and kind of let you see what it's like to be one of our patrons. You know, this is trying times for all of us right now, and we just wanted to make sure that we take the opportunity to do the best that we can to help you get through this moment in our history. Stay safe, stay healthy, and make sure you maintain a good distance from everyone around you. Boy, this is a good time to be an introvert, isn't it? But really, thank you ever so much for still sticking with us through all of this. We greatly appreciate it. And, being that this is a free month of Patreon, we would be remiss to mention that this is all because of our patrons. Patrons such as Kelly Bear, Tori Miller, Amy Nikolai, Arthur Unk, Ashley Enstrom, Brooks Bigley, Elizabeth Dowell, Isabel Didricks, Jason Porras, Kathleen Clyde, Michael Velez, Michael Zenke, Patrick Stewart, Charlotte Norup, Denise Pinto, Hale Scherf, Maggie Rogers, Matt, Michael Beckwith, Rachel Lamb, Stephanie, Trigvi Christensen, Allison Brandt, Debbie Furr, Jake Ivey, Nightmare Rabbit, Sarah Zartoloma, Sarah Ruth Thomas, Scotty, Brad Bone, Cassie Pertit, J.M. Scherf, John, John Grills, Justin Thulu, Scott Savino, Sky Issa, Rebecca Edwards, and Ursula Person. We thank every one of our patrons for helping make this possible. We are able to do this because you are a patron. Again, we thank you for your support and for allowing us to create this. If you would like to do us a favor, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on your podcast app of choice. That really helps us. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Stay safe. Talk soon. Repair, written by Cassie Perteet.
1: Doesn't even know why she's here. Human detritus, climbing stairs in the dark one, an idiot, or which even mm, Samantha Winters.
0: Uh, um,
1: sir,
2: Mr. Bob, sir, I don't mean to be a bother, but I require your assistance. I seem to be a bit stuck. Uh, Please, sir, it, it's my elevator. Something's wrong with her. Oh, I don't know what I'd do with her. Oh, she gives me purpose. Uh,
1: Can't you fix it yourself? I'm a bit busy at the moment.
2: Well, I would if I could, but I'm not sure I have the right tools. There's only so much you can do with an hammer. A bit like booking him on the back of the head if you think about it. But I don't know if that'll work here. Maybe you could pass me a screwdriver or a a monkey wrench. Jackhammer! I'll bet that one would work.
1: I let you do it, we'll never have it up and running. As much as I'd love to listen to you suffer, I've already sent Samantha to the stairs. And I won't send anyone else that way. It's just too uneventful. Oh,
2: trust me sir, I'd much rather have him ride up in my elevator, <laughs> making new friends. Long conversations as we're forced to give high in a confined space. It's the best way to get to know each other. Real
1: intimate and such, you know.
2: And I thought the
1: worst part of the hotel was the rooms.
2: <laughs> well, it's a real orchestra, it is, sir. But <laughs> well, I still don't think it's quite as bad listening to your poetry.
1: How did you get stuck between floors? Can't you bring it down? Well, I wish I could
2: go down, sir, but the elevator's a bit fickle today. I tried tickling the keys and whispering sweet things like she likes, but I can't get her to budge. Could you hop up here and give it a look? Hop? Well, you know, a little bend the knees and give it a good jump. I know a good, strapping, benevolent being like yourself could give it a go. Give that new body a try, sir. How did you break the elevator, Todd? I'm not really sure. She's been riding fine all day. All lubed up, not a single complaint. Not even her arm tired, maybe tomorrow. (laughs) And the next thing I know, we're coming back from the basement. (laughs) Oh, 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 we had a wild ride in the basement. I almost lost a
1: thumb to my hand grenade. You wouldn't believe the trouble I had down there. What were you doing down in the basement? That's where the Warden keeps his goodies, Todd. And you really shouldn't be playing in the Warden's goodies. The last thing we want is the Warden coming inside the hotel and playing in the basement.
2: Uh, Oh, did did, 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 I say basement? Uh, I don't know what you talking about. I've never been down there in my life, never even heard of it. What's a basement? Todd,
1: you're really pushing my buttons. I wish I
2: was pushing my elevators buttons. I'll close the doors right up on this conversation. Uh,
1: Help me get into the elevator. Uh, uh, uh. Where is the control panel? The faster we get this fixed, the faster I can get back to my desk. Control panels? Uh, Oh, here's something. Uh, Kneel down, Todd. Neil, sir? I'm going to climb up your shoulders and use you as a footstool so I can reach that panel in the ceiling. Then I'm going to fix this stupid elevator and go back to my desk and forget this ever happened.
2: Oh, yes, sir.
1: All right, sir. Ah. 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 Did you hear that? What was that?
2: Oh, oh, nothing, sir. Oh, I didn't hear a thing. Oh, some for that leave a bruise. God damn it, God damn it all the hell.
1: What is wrong with you people? There it is again. Are you sure you didn't hear it? Oh, no, no,
2: sir. Don't worry about that. How's it going up there? Are oh, you being gentle with her? Oh, I have a feeling you've got a light touch. How's it going, sir? Can I get you anything? A wrench, maybe? I'm pretty good with an hammer. I could give it a good old whack on a coconut. Hello, Sam. No. I... I don't know what, you what do you like when it comes to wrenches? Three-eighths? A half? I'm quite fond of a quarter-inch myself. I find it fits quite nicely on the end of my knob.
1: What are you babbling about?
2: nothing's not a thing are you done yet sir i really thought you'd be much better at this you seem to be taking quite a long time i wish i had time like this to kill i could have given rise to free passengers by now Um. are you done yet sir are you done yet i don't want to hold you up anymore and gorge c- you heavy and your feet smell, and I, I really hope you're done. I, I wish I could cover my nose. The smell is so bad. Uh, maybe you should take it easy on the cakes, uh, doing a bit too much on the snacking at the desk. Tart, you ungrateful imp. I'll be grateful when I get your feet out of my face and I can get back to my elevator. a bull of a china shop, sir. Couldn't have parked my elevator with a little more ease, could we? Oh, <laughs> That'll make a big show of fixing it. If there's one scratch, one single scratch on Ellie, oh you are gonna get a negative review from me, sir. Zero stars on you. Worst mechanic ever.
1: So help me, Todd. I will lock you in this elevator and burn this hotel to the ground.
2: Might be a bit of an improvement here. (laughs) Your maintenance skills suck.
1: I'm a poet,
2: not a mechanic. Someone's a bit touchy today. I bet he didn't eat a good breakfast. I know I get that way when I'm angry. Don't worry, Ellie. Oh, he didn't mean it. I'm so glad you're feeling better. You'd think I'm the bane of his existence. The Raven. The Raven Raven. by Edgar Edgar
0: Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember brought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought. To borrow from my books, surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. Some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This." It is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating, and no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I, I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here, I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortals ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token. And the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping. Something louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment. And this mystery. Explore. Tis the wind. And, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter. When with many a flirt and flutter. in there stepped. A stately raven. Of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obedience made he. Not a minute stopped. Or stayed he. But... With mine of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. Perched above a bust of palace, just above my chamber door. Perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird, beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. By the grave and stern decorum Of the countenance it wore. Thou thy crest be worn and shaven thou, I said. Art sure no craven, Ghastly grim and ancient raven Wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is On the night's plutonian shore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Much I marvel. Sitting lonely on that placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock in store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never never nevermore but the raven still beguiling all my sad soul into smiling straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er? She shall press. Ah, nevermore. (coughs) Then, met thought, the air grew denser, Perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by Seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tuft floor. Wretch, I cried, thy god hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee. Respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, O oh, quaff, this kind nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet said I Thing of evil Prophet still If bird or devil Whether tempter sent Or whether tempest tossed Thee here ashore Desolate Yet all undaunted On this desert land enchanted On this home by horror haunted Tell me truly I implore Is is there, is there balm in Galade Tell me Tell me I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, the thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that god we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore Clasp a rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. (laughs) Be that word our sign of parting, bird or friend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest of the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, Still is sitting on the pallid bust of Palace, just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and a lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, <coughs> and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor Shall be lifted N- never more, never more. <laughs> The Raven, written by Edgar Allan Poe, performed by me, Jason Wilson, and Cassie Pertit. Elevator Repair was written by Cassie Pertit and performed by Alistair Mackey as Todd and Graham Rowett as Bob. Unlike normal episodes, the artwork for this episode was by Brooks Bigley. Good job, Brooks. I, I thought you did a really good job. Videography was by Hale Scherf. Creative Direction is by Cassie Pertit. All-around great dude. I mean me, but also Graham. And Michael Zenki, the new guy on the block. Audio engineering and sound design was by me, Jason Wilson. And a music composition for the first Bane episode ever, J.M. Scherf. All right. Well... While everybody's locked up for the corona apocalypse, we wanted to make sure that we gave you a little bit of something else to listen to, so we opened up our Patreon for you to enjoy. This is Bane. It's a podcast inside of a podcast. So, these are some of the things that our patrons get to enjoy. And now, for this month, you all get to enjoy. So, please, do us a favor at the Grey Rooms, stay safe, sanitize, and be well. Talk soon.